Warning, the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Clan Imperial Guard, Radio Link Net, or their sponsors. This show is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Listening to the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard in the Emperor's Court, powered by the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Yeah, baby, that's the way I like it. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skins are going Cleveland rocks. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Cleveland Effect does rock, and this is the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard coming live from Cleveland, Ohio, this evening. And unfortunately, not live as we had intended. Uh, unfortunately, as uh, has been happening the last couple of weeks, we had some kind of gremlin get in there, and now that we actually have the basement not flooded, I am no longer away on business. I'm actually back here in the studio, ready to go and broadcast into actually, excuse me while I adjust my mic here. There we go. Um, and there we go, and the server's out. So it is not, of course, the our sponsors at blizzlink.com or radiolinknet.com. It is not on our end. It's apparently the actual provider of the server uh, who actually provides the software and all that. It is on their end, from what I'm understanding, from what I'm being told. And the issue is being worked on. But since I'm not going to wait for that to get fixed, as it's already 20 after 7, I'm just going to go and record this damn thing and put it up at 8.30 so you can download it. At least you have something to listen to. And yes, I know some of you will not be disappointed because a few of you have, have been emailing me saying that you prefer the uh, vintage all 100% Emperor and not the uh, interaction of the community, I would not strongly disagree. I would simply say I politely disagree with that. I prefer a live audience to a recorded one simply because I love the interaction from the community, even if it does break up the uh, uh, thought process as I'm usually ranting or raving or trying to bring up a point of one thing or another. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot get in contact with me this evening. My sincere apologies for that. I thank you for the support. I know we had a full IRC channel this evening. Uh, on our new solid, our, our new IRC at irc.solidirc.com uh, and channel 1G. I appreciate it. I'm glad to see everybody made the move over and not everybody was stuck in the uh, other IRC channel, which, as you've seen the last several weeks, we have not been using. Anyways, a lot going on since last we talked. I put up a, uh, a recorded Emperor's Court for last week since uh, the basement was flooded, and the previous week I was out uh, on a business golfing trip, actually. So here we are again. And like I said, a lot has gone on since then, so let's get down to it. All right, real quick, we do not have another mystery song for this week. I am still waiting for the uh, winner of uh, Actually Special Award. You've got to contact me yet. I still owe you your $10. You have not contacted me yet. I need to send you your money. Do so. 
My email is emperor1g at cox.net. Real quick, also, while we're on the subject of contacting me, we've had several people apply to be on-air talent. Folks, I appreciate the resumes, I love the applications, but you must send me a demo of some kind. I need to have something I can uh, something I can listen to. And I can't just go on, I used to be a DJ for so-and-so.com. Yeah, I, and I trust you, and I'm sure you were great at such-and-such.org or whatever, but I need to hear a demo of you, so please... Send along your demo, and if a couple of you are like 12-year-olds and you really don't want to uh, let me know exactly how you sound, well, then don't bother sending a demo at all. At any rate, so, what has been happening in the World of Warcraft lately? Well, I'm happy to say that, at least on our end here on Mac Theridan, there's been a lot less people around. Now, why do you say I'm happy? Well, it's interesting, because a lot of the newbie, a lot of the crap, a lot of the people I didn't like, for some reason... And I don't think it's just me, but for some reason, the people that I had issues with in the past, and not just me, but many people on the server, uh, I have not been showing up lately. So I don't know if it's because the new realms opened up. Uh, in case you haven't been paying attention, two new players, player servers uh, opened up, and one new uh, normal server opened up. It was kind of funny because the one um, server, actually, I just want to log on and check to see how full it was. There was an hour-long wait to get onto the new server. What does that tell you? Um, yeah, I suppose. That's the biggest thing right there, yeah. So, I'm getting contact, I'm getting information now as it's coming in about the server, so I know that apparently they're working on it. It is not only us, apparently, that is out, so I, I don't think it's weather-related, but I know it's not us that's the only one out, so I don't feel too bad about it. I'm still kind of pissed, but I don't feel too, too bad about it. All right, anyways, moving on. Yes, I understand that, but what do you want me to do? Anyways, so new servers have opened up. There's been a lot less people on Mac Theridan, which is nice. Um, there's been a lot of... I don't know if this has been happening on your server, but a lot of the Uber guilds, at least on Mac Theridan, seem to be rotating out, seem to be dying, seem to be living. Uh, another one called Lethal Intent uh, up and died a couple weeks back. Uh, there's been people uh, moving into a new one called Surreal. Now people are leaving. People moving into Risen Above. Now they're leaving. Uh, apparently people don't like the leadership of this, that, or the other, or they don't like the loot system, or they don't like the people, they don't like this, that, you know, deemed inappropriate losing people. It's just, it's amazing to watch. If you actually think about it, think of all the supposed Uber guilds that were at the beginning of, of uh, Blizzard, or the beginning of World of Warcraft, for those of you who played when the game was released, and think how many of them are still around. And think the the clan whoring and the swapping that has gone on. It's like, whoever can give me what I want right now. Nobody has any sense of actually building towards anything. Well, I shouldn't say anybody, but a very few people. It seems to me that everybody's off themselves. Greed rules supreme. And I guess that's one thing that I liked about Ultima Online that I dislike about World of Warcraft is the itemization that goes on. And in Ultima Online, of course it was popular, or not popular, but it was important to have, you know, uh, Sword of Vanquishing or Plate Armor of Invulnerability, you know, you name it. But it wasn't vital. It was more based on the skills that you had and the weapons you brought to the table. I mean, I could kick your ass pretty well with just magic. And all I needed was reagents. I didn't need necessarily my, you know, uber bow of gosuness or what have you. Although it certainly helped. It just seemed that there was more clan loyalty in other games I played than there are that there is in World of Warcraft. And not that I'm going to point out anybody specific. And I know it's not just anything that is exclusive to us. Now, I am happy to say we've gotten about a dozen players in the last two weeks. And every single one of them so far has stuck with us and is actually contributing toward improving the clan, doing one thing or another. We're starting to raid Lower Blackrock Spire. We've got the gems. We're starting to get ready for Upper Blackrock Spire. It's, it's nice to actually see a progression now that actually everybody in our clan is finally on the same page as far as 
bringing people into it and bringing people into the fold. Now, that's one of the complaints at least I got, and we're going to talk about clans here for, for a little while. That's one of the complaints I've gotten as a former clan leader since I don't technically, I'm not technically the emperor of uh, Imperial Guard anymore, it's Treefinger's job, is that we've been very selective and we've been very difficult to get in. We're an invite-only clan, and, and that has been an issue, as there's been many people who have wanted to get into the clan, but we have not accepted them, or we've asked too much of them, or this, that, and the other. Folks, it's not that people ask too much of you. All right, and this is for, uh, and I am going to direct this to a couple of you who left, uh, not just us, but have I've been told not to pick up because they left other clans that we were friendly with for one thing or another. That they don't want to help out people who are lower than them. They don't want to run instances unless they're guaranteed an item. You've got to put in something to get out of, to get something out of it, and that's one of the reasons why, as a clan, we've been very hesitant to open our doors to the public. We don't want these kind of people coming in here who are only looking for a quick item or guarantee me this or guarantee me that. Look. As a clan, especially one that's going to be celebrating nine years in August. That's right. We will turn nine years old on August the 15th of this year. You're playing because of the green names in your guild chat, not because of the item that's sitting in your hand or, you know, uh, the you know the plate armor you're wearing or the cape you've got. All right? It's the same thing. It's like the old sports adage. You play for the name of the front of your shirt, not the back. And unfortunately, that's not the way World of Warcraft works. It doesn't cater to that. And I understand that everybody has this issue. I'm sure there are some people out there, some clans that, by and large, you know, are pretty, pretty intact. But you know what? Just look at Mac Theoden. I'll, I'll list you some names. So these are the uber guilds that have, or the bigger guilds that have collapsed under their own, you know, pressure or their own weight. And I'm not, you know, placing blame as to one reason or another, but this is a contributing factor. I mean, you have Socialist Party. They collapsed. Clan Run collapsed. Cool Kids collapsed, although somebody reformed it. Modus Operandi, they collapsed, although somebody reformed it, although it's still not gotten even close to what it used to be. You know, Scuba Steve collapsed. Um, what is it? Short Bus collapsed. Oh, I, you know, I had a whole list of these names. Now, people are leaving, you know, and not just a couple people here and there, but, you know, a dozen or more at a time. Surreal's lost people, didn't even appropriate lost people. And, and you know what? And I'm not giving out the names of those clans because I'm trying to pick on them. Absolutely not. You know, I respect what they're doing and best of luck to them. My point is when the Uber guilds can't hold on to their players, that goes to show that something's wrong because obviously those people, and the biggest thing that I keep hearing is, well, I, I don't like the loot system. I didn't get this. I didn't get that. When you've got 120, 160 people in a guild, what the hell do you expect? I mean, you're one among 159 other players. What makes you so special? Yes, I understand that you want that you run X amount of instances you don't get an item. You know what? And there are people out there who are truly getting screwed, who are not getting the items that they're working for. Amen, brother. Quit. Move on to a smaller guild. It's better to do that. And you know what? And I agree with what we're doing here uh, at the Garden. There's been a couple other ones that I've talked to that are capping it at about you know, 60, 70 players maximum. Because that means there's plenty of room to rotate people in and out. Because you need 40 people to do any of the big raid instances. You want to have, you know, nine other guys to do CTF. And it's a good round number. Once you get upwards of 80 guys or more, and it's not just the fact that now you have people infighting as far as getting, you know, loot or items. It, it, the personalization factor goes right out the window. I mean, you don't know these people anymore. It's just a name on the screen. It, to me, it seems very difficult to try and, and and have any kind of personal relationship with your clanmates. And that's one thing that we've overprised ourselves on here you know, at 1G. And folks, don't get the impression here that I'm, 
I'm bashing everybody and propping ourselves up. That's not the case. I'm simply saying that the people that play with me on World of Warcraft haven't been doing it because they're expecting an epic item. Haven't been doing it because they expect to be the first one to down Deathwing. Or the first one to win, you know, something in all the track rally solo. That's not the point. You're playing it because you want to be part of a team. And if that team accomp and then have that team accomplish something. That's what it comes down to. Not personal accomplishments. Not personal items. Granted, a little bit of greed is in everybody's life, and I understand that, and that's to be expected. But you gotta build towards something. You gotta help out those lower those lower guildmates and get them up to level sixty. And there have been people who we've gotten to level 60. There have been people in our guild that have done it. Have gotten to level 60, and as soon as they are, they jump ship for a bigger guild. Why? Because they want to do the Molten Core right this minute. And then they find out that they've got to wait four or five weeks of doing continued instances to build up enough you know, Dragon Kill points or you know, reputation within their own guild or show that they're, they're there for the long haul. And then they all of a sudden they complain and they're, you know, they're not happy about that. Well, again, what do you expect? You've got to put in something to get out something. And that's across the board. And I think that hits 80% of the guilds in this game have this issue. And I know it's exactly run through your mind. Well, that's what happens when you have a bunch of greedy 15-year-olds. Folks, trust me. I got, I got news for it. It's not just the 15-year-olds who are more interested in what can you do for me today. It's anybody who has any kind of, who's any kind of, of greed or you know anybody who's more interested in seeing their own name elevated beyond that of their clans. I don't know about you, but in World of Warcraft, World, I'm sorry, Warcraft 3, hell, more so in Rome Total War, it's cool to be able to enter a game and have people recognize the clan name. Not necessarily yours. It's hard to remember individual names, but you remember the names of a team. You know, it's just like the Cleveland Indians. I love the Cleveland Indians. A lot of people say, yeah, I'm an Indians fan. You don't say I'm a Hafner fan. I'm a Cliff Lee fan. It's like the, you know, the New York Yankees. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a Red Sox fan. I'm not a Manny Ramirez fan. I may like the player, but I'm a fan of the team. It's the same way. In Rome Total War especially, we get this in Mechahawk and Desperado. You know, can, they can all vouch for this kind of thing. As soon as we enter a game, it's rather, oh, shit, there's 1G, or, hey, you know, I like the audios, or I like the website, or can I join you guys, this, that, and the other. People recognize the name of the guild before they'll recognize the individual name of a person, with a very few exceptions. I guess I bring up the subject of glance because I'm actually very happy with the, with the direction ours has been taking over the last three weeks to a month. I mean, we're accomplishing things. We're getting players who are sticking around, who are actually putting in the time, putting in the effort, and showing that they actually give a damn of where we go from here. It's very easy for us to simply keep it at 40 players, have the same 12 or 15 guys online at a time, go play Capture the Flag, go play you know, Alderac Valley, do a barren run. You know, but it's it's actually good to physically see accomplishments being being made, getting the gems in the lower Black Rock Spire, going to Upper Black Rock Spire and starting to kill Rend, and starting to get somewhat decent items for everybody. And you know what? And this has been the coolest thing of all, and something I you know I expected, and I'm glad to see that I was right on this because my judge of character hasn't been always the greatest, at least lately. Not one single person has demanded an item or complained about anything they've gotten. Not one. And every single one of them has been, you know, do you need this item? Does this person need this item? Hey, so-and-so, take a look at this. Do you need this? If not, we'll give it to such-and-such for a disenchantment. You know, nobody's looking to sell money for their epic. 
their epic mount. Nobody's looking to, you know, take something that they don't need to sell at the auction house for their own personal gain. Everything is about propping up everybody else in the team. And there are other people on the server that I've seen do it. I've done pickup groups, and I've seen it. The Sanctuary has done it. I did a pickup group with them for Upper Black Rock Spire this week. They are propping themselves up. They're guild chatter. I was. They invited me into their ventrilo server. Jesus H Christ! These people don't shut up. They're talking from the time we go in to the time we left about anything and everything. But even the people in their pickup group, hey, you know, Ashram, do you need this? I got a pair of, of, of great leggings that came out of that, like plus twenty one intelligence, plus twenty one spirit leggings. I mean, this is my first run with them, and they said, hey, do you want these? Sure, I'll take them. You know, they had a priest there who could very well have easily taken them. And you know what? Or they had a warlock, rather. And when the warlock, uh, the dread uh, the dread in this robes came up, you know what? They, they asked the warlock, who was not in their group either, hey, do you need those those robes? Yes, I do. And they gave them to him. Uh, and, you know, the rest was passed on it. It was very good. Sanctuary was very good about this. We were also with a couple of surreal people who fit in real well. Uh, Relentless Revenge, you get a shout out, too. You guys have done very well on this. I've grouped with a bunch of yous. Uh, bunch of yous. Use mugs. So I guess you take the good with the bad. And perhaps this is more of a, rather than hitting bullet points that I have listed out, notes I've been writing over the week, you know, jotting down things that occurred to me as I'm playing the game or as I'm in conversation with different friends, it's more along the lines of shooting off the hip as things come to my mind. And this has been mulling around in the back of my head, you know, for the last couple of weeks as we discuss different things about the clan. In fact, there's a guy who joined this evening, Level 60 Shaman. And the first words he said as soon as he joined, he said, wow, I didn't know you guys were recruiting to the public. I said, and he said, I was under the impression you guys didn't do that because I visited your site and, you know, did this, this, that, and the other. I followed you guys in Warcraft 3 and I didn't think he opened your doors to the public. And he's right, we don't. We've had exactly three clan members, official full, well, the third one will find out tonight that he's been added. I'm not going to say the name. I want to tell him first. We've added three people since October of last year. That's been almost a year. We've added exactly three full members. And that's by design. And I don't know how you people run them. History is everything. And that's part of the reason why I'm starting to get reminiscing. If you go on the website at onejuraborn.com, which is now being uh, is hosted on the radiolinknet.com server. If you take a look at it, somebody brought up the Adlib number 14, which is the history of 1G I did over a year ago. Uh, it'll be a year ago this August. Where I, it's in, If you haven't downloaded it, I suggest you do so by a couple of the old staffers who came back to the website. And these are people who did not leave on good terms with us. That you know were striking out on their own for their own personal good in this case. They didn't tell anybody about it. It's a long story. But you know what? Their adventure flopped. They failed. And they came back. And they said hi. No, I'm not looking to, to grind an axe or to prove a point or to say, ah, you failed. That's not the point. But you know what? It, it's interesting to see how many people will eventually kind of float back or find their way back here. We've been around a long time. So I guess this is where this, this reminiscing and this talk about clans seems to come from, the organizations. I guarantee you that 9 out of 10 guilds in World of Warcraft will not make it past the game past the actual World of Warcraft, will not spawn for another game, for another division like we have done for countless others. You know, there's another, there's a thread, too, on, uh, on our general forums. You want to take a look at it. About 1G turns 8, about last year's, uh, last year's reminiscing when I was reading the, we read the, uh, 
the muster rolls of the Hall of Fame and the games we played, and you know, I'll give a couple stories. Some guys will hop on the uh, shoutcast, and they'll give a couple stories about this, that, or the other, Warcraft, or you know, Starcraft, or Quake, or Ultima Online. People need to th- need to see the big picture, I guess. And I guess there's too many people who don't see it. This is one game among thousands out there, and hundreds more to come. I would venture to say the next big game that we'll jump into as a clan is probably be Quake 4. Does that mean we're going to abandon Azeroth? Not necessarily. That all depends on Blizzard. As we've discussed ad nauseum in, in previous uh, shows. If Blizzard gives us a reason to stay, we'll stay. But I think Quake 4 will be the next big one we go into. I know a lot of the guys who retired from uh, Warcraft are hanging out waiting for that. But you got to look at the big picture. Is a purple-colored item that important to put on your character than the people that you roll with now that you very well can conceivably work together with in another game? Some of the nicest guys, some of the most solid people I know, I have met through this clan and I've gotten to know over the, over, over the years. And you can ask Mim and you can ask Baron. I detest online relationships of any kind, be they friendship or acquaintances or whatever. I prefer face-to-face meetings, face-to-face conversations, you know, face-to-face events. I, this is the way I am. I don't like text on a screen. But I'll tell you what. I go to bat for a couple of guys in my clan. Arthros, Treefingers, Neva, Schizophrenic, Stealth Diamond, you know, Mechahawk, Fear. I mean, I'm just reading you names of the different people that... I, I, these guys, Saint being another one, Black Meanie. Desperado. I mean, these are people I've I've come to know over years of this. Brightness of day. And folks, just if I forget your name, don't yell at me. I'm not, you know, trying to go down the entire roster here of players. I'm just saying. These are people I've gotten to know, and I appreciate them for who they are. And not because their character has an entire armor set. I suppose this is more of a, not necessarily a World of Warcraft problem. I mean, it's not a problem, but it's a discussion in general. And I would have really liked to have had this live. I would have liked to have done this show live with the amount of people that would have been on. I mean, we had a full IRC channel. We still got we still got 15 people sitting in the channel, which isn't bad. Considering I announced about half an hour ago that would be a show live. Because I want to hear the feedback about you and your clans and your guild experiences. Who it is that you respect. Who it is that you don't like. And I don't want the specific names of people you don't like. And you know what? Post them on the website at onejuryborn.com. Or if you want a more general gaming community, blizzlink.com. Go on their forums. You know, talk about it. Things that your you know, guild leadership has done that you don't like. Things as a leader that you've done that you prefer. Things that you enjoy. You know, that type of thing. And that's just me. I guess I'll go into this more the closer we get to the uh, birthday, which is, again, August 15th of this year. And it's right before I leave on my trip to uh, Baltimore. I'll be attending Otakon this season, this year, again, annually. I attend Otakon with Mystic Mim. So we will be there uh, from August 17th to the 24th, so I will not uh, be doing a show that week. I'll try and actually get us a, a guest host. But you know what? I'm going to try and do a special show again like I did last season. If not an ad-lib, then something special. I mean, birthdays come only once a year, right? 
And let's face it, there are literally a handful of clans that have the lineage and the annals of history that we do. That being the case, right, let's move on to some actual, actual discussion points. Servers having latency issues again this week. People are getting stuck in instances. People are getting stuck in servers. You're not being able to log on, not being able to log off. I mean, it, again, it's a continuing problem. This is nothing new. I just thought I'd point that out. Blizzard opened up another new realm, Ursin. I'm assuming that has something to do with bears. Uh, it's a player's player's, player's uh, server. Uh, it was put up in addition to the two other ones that they uh, installed. Like I said, um, it was an over an hour wait to get into the one when it went up. Uh, earlier in the week, right after the maintenance, which was kind of interesting. And this is, this is something I want to discuss with you people. There's been a lot of people out there, a lot of uh, different servers that are complaining, saying, well, why is it that you're opening up new servers when you have so many with low to medium population? When there's not enough people to get an, an all-track valley instance going, you're opening up new servers. Aren't you simply diluting you know, what is becoming, what is increasingly becoming a very you know, uh, unpopulated game? That's kind of interesting, because uh, Singapore just opened up uh, recently. So they're, all those players will be flooding in. I believe they're playing on the American servers. I think. I think, I think, I think. In fact, there's a topic going right now saying, what is the logic behind the new servers? Quote, this is by Chugali, an orc uh, hunter from uh, Shadow Moon. Blizzard, why do you create new servers when there are already numerous servers with low populations? Adding new servers just lowers the current server populations and ruins the games for others. It's retarded having plus 20 ghosts... 20-plus ghost servers, and still making new ones. And I agree. And then Kadium, the titless cow, says, Every single realm... I'm sorry. Every single realm we had before launching these realms peaked at media population or higher. Now, here's where it becomes important. Peaked at medium population. This is apparently during peak hours on peak days. Which means 9 o'clock prime time on a Saturday night, they peaked at medium. What about the rest of the days, the rest of the hours, the rest of the week? I mean, people like BlackRock and people like, you know, Firetree and, you know, you name it. Install whatever server it is right here with low population that you're currently, you're always seeing. And this defies logic to me as well. Why would you open up a server, a brand new server like this, you know, uh, open it to the public when you've got the, with these cases, with the other servers you already opened where people aren't flocking to them? I understand how you want everybody to get a chance to start over from scratch. You know what? They shouldn't, you're, you're exasperating problems what you're doing. But I suggest, and this is one of those cases where I'm going to knock something, but I'm giving you my opinion on how to fix it. You can agree or disagree with me. Ampermongeacox.net. My opinion is this. If you're going to open up a new server, open it up for realm transfers only. In other words, let's say Archimond, because I know they've got nothing but server issues. They're extremely high population. Warsong is another one. You know what? Make a new server. Let's use Urson as an example. Use an Urson for a PvP server, a PvP realm. Offer transfers from Archimond for one week, seven days, to transfer your characters over there. Now, in order to make sure the faction uh, balance is, is you know, accurate or as close to it as you can, have it set by day saying to make sure that you can only add so many players. from so many, Like, for instance, Archimonde has more Horde than Alliance. Fine. 
then allow 500 Horde transfers, 500 Alliance transfers from Archmont for one week. If they fill up all 500, then you add another 200, etc., etc., etc. And you keep going until the numbers stop and you get them at least somewhat even. All right? Or do it in increments of 100 if you want to after a certain point. Make sure that there isn't a huge disparity. When after seven days, or make it ten days if you want, the numbers start to trickle off, the clans have had a chance to go ahead and make a decision whether, they want, whether or not they want to jump ship, you stop that. Then you go on to the next closest high population server, and you offer roam transfers from there. Like, say, let's go to Warsong. Fine. Archimon's done. Move to Warsong. Warsong. You now have ten days, 500 each, you know, of each faction to move to this new server of Urson. Not only is it injecting new lifeblood because you have clans from different servers now meeting for the first time and trying to get along, not just from opposing factions, but also on the same faction, on the same side. You're keeping the numbers even, and you're allowing different servers the ability for people to get off of them, and you're addressing the high-to-low population right from the start. And you keep going until you have a set number of players like you want it just at the high point during peak hours. Then you shut it off, you open up a new server, and then you start it all over again. And if it comes to the point where you can't get, you know, you want people to go to these low population servers that already exist, and you know what, you do it, and you give them some kind of incentive. Because a lot of people won't bother because it's not a brand new realm, it's not a virgin realm, people have already been there for a while, even if there aren't a whole lot of them. You say, fine, you want to go to, you know, what is it, like Splinter Tree or whatever the hell it is, whatever your forum may, your uh, realm may be, and you do the same thing, then you go to Illidan. Or, you know, whatever excessively high population, you know, that you had. And you go to them, or Fire Tree, or, or what is it? Yeah, tell me, go ahead. Spirestone. All right, Spirestone. We, and if, if you're not one of those small ones, don't yell at me. I'm just giving examples, okay? And say, fine. Now you have a low population server. It's been around for a while, but it's still a low population. And start saying, if you jump over, you get to, you know, bring a level 60 character, and we'll give you 100 extra gold. Or, you know, what have you. Something that's not going to destroy the market and the economy, but gives you a reason to want to jump ship. There's a lot of people, a lot of level 30s, a lot of level 40s, that would transfer because they get 100 gold and they can get their mount. And because they're only 30 or 40s, they probably aren't in a guild or haven't been in one long. So they're not going to have any real ties to it. So now you get a whole bunch of players into there. And you open up, you go to Illidan and said, fine, you have 10 days to move into, you know, uh, Spirestone. And then when you get enough people from there, or, you know, the numbers trickle off, and people aren't coming over in hordes anymore, or in a significant number, then you move on to the next one, etc., etc., etc. Don't continue to open up new ones to the general public until you've addressed the ones that already have population and imbalance issues. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm going overboard. But that seems to me, and I hope that wasn't too confusing, but I personally think that would address more issues and fix them than creating problems. And they're saying, well, we're going to open up realm transfers in the future. Great. Are you going to open up general realm transfers? Because I know quite a few people who are on other servers who would like to bring their characters to play with us here on Lag Theradon. And I know a couple of my guys who have other characters on different servers they want to bring over too, because we can use them. Or is it more specifically and probably going to be, we're going to allow realm transfers from a high population to a low population? Me, personally, I would like to see it be open, take your character, one-time move to any server you like. I believe EverQuest did this once. I thought they did. I could be wrong. I didn't play EverQuest, so I could be wrong. And I, I, yes, it could be very difficult to try and have, you know, faction balance. But again, this is real simple where you put in a, put in a block. Let's say people want to come to Lactheridon. 
And there is a 1.6 to 1 horde ratio in favor of the Alliance. And I think it's more than that, but let's just use that. Okay, it's... For the sake of numbers, let's say there's two Alliance every one horde. Fine. In order to move on to Lag Theradin, they will allow one Alliance to come on for every two horde. And have those numbers shown. Show population moved. 100 horde to 50 Alliance. And keep doing that until the numbers even themselves out. Why not? I mean, that's how you try and control the population. And you know what? If people have a low population, they want to get off of there, there's one of two things. You can either be a dick and say, no, you can't leave because it's already low population, and if everybody flees, then that doesn't help anything. Or you do as I suggested, and you try and ingest or uh, infuse you know, lifeblood from other servers into there from the beginning. I'm going up and down now, reading the list of Windrunner is down, Archimine is down, such and such is borked. I'm, I'm just, I'm interested to see how many different servers are coming down. I don't, I don't understand why it's like the Sunday, th- Silver Moon is gone. So, go figure, who knows. Seems like it happens every Sunday. I mean, it seems like it happens every day, but specifically on Sundays. I don't know if it's because, you know, Blizzard isn't watching what's going on, or... Because they're all, you know, home. They're not working the weekends. I, I don't know. I have no idea. The other thing I want to talk about this evening uh, is PvP status. I don't know. Has anybody been paying attention? And I wish to God Blizzard was a little more upfront about how this works and about how you level. All right? Because I got 70-some thousand points. And I moved up uh, about an eighth of a bar from Bloodguard towards Legionnaire. And I'll admit, I got lazy. I did not play for two weeks solid because I was, you know, very bored. I didn't like the way the PvP system was, was, you know, set up. The Battlegrounds were an absolute joke. So I lost my Legionnaire status because I simply wasn't playing. I think I played maybe three times in a two-week period, and that was it. And I wasn't player versus player when I was there. All right? Now, I understand how it's supposed to be versus other people. Other people within the Horde, you've got to generate X amount of points. And I'm probably going to have to play all tomorrow night in order to get enough points to keep where I am. But how the hell can you have a level-up bar that shows you on a sliding scale how you're supposed to work, or how it's supposed to work when you have a sliding scale? So if I get 300,000 contribution points, rather than my bar going red, it'll go down. I can even lose ground. To me, that's not very much of a help to show me how close or how far I'm away from the next rank. I don't understand that. And I, in this case, I'm not sure I have a solution to the problem. But I do know, trying to give me a, a meter bar to show my experience, like I do for a normal level, to see towards as I build towards another rank, doesn't help me when I don't know how many points it is I need to achieve the next rank. And I don't know how many people ahead of me are achieving points to either maintain their rank or start to decay. I mean, Joho, who was a warrior on our server, has been a warlord and has been at the top number one you know, PvP player for weeks. He's got all the epic gear he could ever want, and he's still playing like a madman. So chances are he's probably not going to lose his rank, and that's my point. And no, this isn't a place where I'm saying, well, once you achieve warlord, you can't you know, get any more contribution points. You've got to start sliding back. Because you already get to keep all the armor you get. No, because for some people, that's what they want to play for. They like being number one. They want to be on top of the ball. And, and let them. If they've earned it, they've earned it.
I just think that there's got to be a better way to show. There's got to be a better way to show how you can achieve a rank or how much progress you're making towards. To me, it's a deceptive little bar. You know, it's back like in Warcraft 3 when they had that bug for six months where it would inaccurately show your experience bar. Where you'd gain a level and it looks like you were about to gain another level. And no matter how many games you won, it never either moved up or down. I, that doesn't help anybody. It aggravates the piss out of me. I don't know about the rest of you. I've been enjoying this game more in the last two weeks than I have in the last two months. And it hasn't been because of anything Blizzard's done. It's because the way the, my guild, the way my clan has been operating. As long as that continues, you know, I guess I'll continue to play. And it's, we go through this every single week, and I want to sound like a broken record. But I'm seeing a lot fewer faces around a Mag Theridon. And luckily this week happens to be people I just don't care for. And a lot of people don't care for it. I just haven't seen. I'm not seeing near as many Alliance playing. You know, Strangathorn Vale, other than once or twice, you know, has pretty much been even or has been a horrid uh, advantage. People aren't leveling. You know, there aren't any level 60s running around. There's only like one Alterac Valley running, and there's only a couple of CTFs, so it's not like everybody's flocking to Battlegrounds. I don't know of anybody who's progressed anywhere so far in Blackwing Lair, and I've been keeping my eyes to the, my ears to the ground. I know of a couple of clans who've attempted to do something, but they haven't achieved much. I'd like to hear what's going on on the other servers. I'd like to hear what's... Because I don't want to have this be just a Mag Theridon type show. I want to hear what everybody else is doing. You know what? I'd like to know what the Europeans are doing and how their servers go. i got to imagine the gameplay is far different than here it is in the States. With our Aussie friends playing on our servers. I, it's got to be different. Uh, is there any players player on the French servers at all? I can't imagine. Or do they just like all surrender at once? And now I'm going to hear from my three French uh, listeners. Oh, Emperor, we do not appreciate your comments about our country. You don't appreciate uh, the French. We do not surrender at everything, just most things. No. Are all your tabards like just like white? <laughs> Is that a Knight's Templar cross on there? No, it's a red cross, as in, you know, red cross. Wah, wah. <laughs> but I'd like to see some other way to show my progression towards Legionnaire. I, you know what? And I, you know, make it a certain point. Make it a certain a certain amount of points before you become a Legionnaire. Make it a certain point before you become a Centurion. Make it a certain point before you become you know whatever rank it is. Oh, but Emperor, doesn't that mean you'll have like thirty warlords? Well, I suppose that's a possibility. And again, that's the one flaw of the system that I haven't really been able to get around. Then again, in all honesty, I haven't given it a whole lot of thought. This is one of those things that I'd, I'd hope to throw out to the uh, live crowd and uh, and get their, uh, you know, engage their reactions, get their input. And that's something that I enjoy. And that's one thing that I really need. <sighs> Yeah, see, we got like 20 people now in, this, in the channel that keep asking, where's the show? We keep trying to connect. My, folks, for those of you who download this later, my sincere apologies for it. It is one of those things that's out of my control, but uh, again, you'll have this to download at 830. So. Uh, and you're not going to get it, unfortunately, because uh, I'm on a different computer here. 
we're still cleaning up from the previous mess uh, from last week. Uh, I don't have any of my post-production crap here, so... You know, I can't mix the music or put it in there, so you're just getting straight monologue, straight voice. So I hope I'm not boring you. I tried to keep up a running commentary. Hopefully there's not a whole lot of dead air. I try not to repeat myself. I pride myself on playing as a professional, even if I'm not. So hopefully next week we'll be able to return back to where we normally were with all the trimmings that go with it before I go on my vacation. Which, I must tell you, is much needed. Yeah. No, I discussed that already. My, the producer's coming in here and she's asking me, did you cover this? Did you talk about that? Did you talk about this? Big reaction on the main Coon segment of my last show. Very popular. That show got over 5,000 downloads in a week's time. Somebody must have passed that thing around for that main Coon comment. So that was a hot topic. And I'm glad to see that a lot of people agreed with me on that subject. Not because it's necessarily that I like people who agree with me, which would be very boring if everybody did. But the simple fact that most people understand and believe in the principles that were discussed, you know, that Blizzard should have shown some backbone, should have shown the error of the ways the people who are claiming they were actually found offense, you know, to the main coon issue. It's a freaking cat in a freaking fictional game. Get over it. It's not meant as a slap to any minority. Do you think a, fi- a Fortune 500 company, let alone any kind of gaming company, with this kind of PR would allow that to happen. Look at the crap they take on the forums because you can say Juden, which is German for Jew. That's a slur. Because it, sometimes when the Alliance talks and they say something, the way the words come out, because now you can't talk cross-faction, which I still don't understand, it comes out Juden, either J-U-D-E-N or U-D-E-N. And the screaming that went on in the forums because, oh, Blizzard hates anti-Semitic. Blizzard is Jewish. Yada, 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 yada. Blizzard may be a lot of things, and they may not be a lot of things that they should be, but they're not racists, and they're not anti-Semites. Of that, I'm quite sure. Incompetent, lazy, greedy, ugly. Katie, that was for you. Most of those, they are. But I don't think they're racist, and I don't think they're anti-Semitic. Spineless, pussies, yellow bellies. Yeah, they're that, but I don't think they're racist. I don't think they're anti-Semites. Ignorant. Okay, we'll just stop there. <laughs> uh, yes, as I pointed out, uh, no, we won't give him any more airplay. No, no, we won't call attention to his ugly ass, but he's not even on the air anymore. What does that tell you? Talk about a guy without a home. Asshole. Brought it upon yourself. <laughs> The big thing that we're looking forward to, I guess, still in this game, is an all-clan Molten Core run. And I actually got to do it in a pickup group, kind of. I filled in, and we got to uh, the first boss. Was it Lucifron? Or Major Domo? Whatever. I don't remember the guy's name because it was last week, and I was half awake, to be honest. And it was okay. It was kind of interesting. There was a lot going on. A lot going on. But I'm kind of looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to it because I really don't have anything else to look forward to in this game. And it's unfortunate. It's just like when we in the clan finally came to the understanding of the agreement that the game is set up for the player, the guilds with the most players. Even if we want to keep it small and intimate and tighten it like we have, we'll never be able to experience the game and content that we're actually paying for, just not experiencing. 
I think if you ask anybody in my clan, I would get various. I would venture to say eighty-five percent of them say we don't want to do molten core or blackwing layer if we don't have to, or if we have another option of getting the same kind of equipment. And the way the players player system is set up now, that is not necessarily an option, although it is certainly easier. And a lot of some of us are making a push towards that. And I've gotten, I've almost had my entire set for a PvP gear, and it is decent gear. Don't get me wrong. I would much rather run Upper Black Rock Spire 15-man rated... Why can't they make stuff like that? Make more versions of Upper Black Rock Spire 15-man raid instances. To me, that is great. The Zubarashi or Zubishi or whatever the hell it is, when it gets released in two or three patches, is a 20-man raid instance. Fine, I, I'm all for that. I'm looking forward to getting some of this stuff done because then I never have to do it again. Ever. We will have accomplished what needs to be for some set pieces of gear and to say, we did it. Throw it on the history page, throw it in the Hall of Fame accomplishments, and then we move on to more important issues. I'm looking forward to it from a guild aspect to get it done. To see if we actually can do it now that we put our minds to it. And I know that we can. I simply just, I really don't want to when it, gets, when it comes right down to it. I don't, I don't want to do Molten Core. I don't want to spend that kind of time because I don't have that time to spend. I'm going to stop before I put myself into a, into a, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? I don't want to become a wampus bird. And for those of you who do not know what the wampus bird is, Mr. Miles McClellan, wherever you may be, should you listen to this, and I doubt you will, taught me one thing in many lessons of, in history class was, the wampus bird, a bird so dumb that it flies in ever-decreasing concentric circles until it flies up its own ass. That is what I'm trying to avoid here by saying I don't want to do MC, but I'm looking forward to it. Two completely different aspects. I don't want to do the molten core. I don't have time to do the molten core. But I want to put together at least a clan of players that have the ability to do it. And it's becoming increasingly more difficult than Mac Third as people start to quit. But you know what? Like I said, in the last two or three weeks, we've gotten about a dozen players... And they're really helping out. They're really making that push. And you know what? Even if we don't get that far, I'm glad that they joined. And I'm glad we have them. And I think if they stick around, they'll do well here. And I know I'm not the only clan that can say that. I and We are not the only clan that can say that. Remember, folks, it's the name above your head. The name between yours and your character that matters. Not necessarily your name. If you're in the right guild. And I know there's a couple of you right now who I'm sure are even typing out emails or will be sending them off before this, the show is even done saying, well, what about the faceless clan that doesn't care about you? You're just a number. How are you supposed to want to be part of that and show an accomplishment with that? I understand that point. But you knew that going in. And if your guild had made the change, it decided to get that, you know, to come that big from something smaller, then you either helped out in that regard to get it that big, which means you accepted it, or you jumped ship and you went somewhere else where things are more to your liking. But what if we don't find a guild that like that we fit in? What if, as long, look, I'm not condemning you people for being clan whores, all right? As long as you are looking for a place to actually, you know, and this is my opinion as a as a player, as a person, as a man. I don't mind, and I won't try to judge you as long as you are looking for a place to call your own where you can stay, 
be at home, be comfortable, and most importantly, have fun and contribute and help that organization along the way towards whatever goals it has or you have. That's my personal opinion. That's just that's just me. Yeah, I know. I'm referring back to my notes here. I got a couple other things I want to discuss before we get out of here. And this probably will be an abbreviated show, obviously, because we don't do the breaks at the top and bottom of the hour. Uh, we don't have the music playing. We don't have the segments, you know, burning that type of thing. By the way, I have not heard much of any of you in the last week and a half about community segments. I'd like to know what's going on in your server. Has anybody done Blackwing Layer? What's some, you know, what's been a cool battle? All Track Valley? Something cool? Something funny? Something interesting? What have you? Oh, the duping thing! Thank you, thank you, producer. The duping thing! Oh yes. I clap for myself because there's no one else here to do it for me. The duping issue has been a hot topic in the last week and a half. For those of you who do not know, apparently somebody is using an old Ultima Online exploit, which isn't specifically for Ultima Online. What happens? But actually did get it going in Ultima Online. I remember this. Because there was two people that I was friends with, two people in that game that I played in Ultima Online I played with years ago. They weren't part of Imperial Guard, but they were guys I, I ran with. And they had found out that if you go to a certain point in the game at a certain time at night, right before the server goes down for maintenance, you can have you can dupe certain items. You can dupe gold, you can dupe items, you can dupe deeds. I know this, and I, I won't get the guy's name out. I don't think he plays anymore, but even so, I'm not going to rat him out. But it was the funniest damn thing, and he actually gave me my castle. I got it from him, that he sold it to me for like a thousand gold. And they were like... A million gold to buy at the time. He had a sack full of deeds. Castles, towers, keeps, you know, large forge, small forge, double decker, you name it, of just houses and buildings of all kinds. Tens of millions of dollars of deeds back when the game didn't have that much. Didn't have that much gold out there. We're talking within the first year of the game. These two guys, and you know what? Then they dupe it, they time warp, and they'd go back. And they'd get all the money back. And they'd have twice as many deeds. I remember him handing me 100,000 gold and said, Here you go. Go ahead and take this, and here's a deed to a castle. Find uh, some spot on the server, put up the castle quickly before all the room's gone. Because, you know, by at the end of the first year of Ultima Online, every single place that was open for a building was taken. So I plopped up my castle and I had 100,000 gold. He's like, don't worry about it. I'll recuperate it, you know, in about two hours when the server rolls back anyways. I never had enough balls to ask him how I did it so I could do it myself. But you know what? I really didn't have to because he did, he did hook us up. He did hook me up. Well, apparently something similar has been going on in the world of Warcraft. Apparently what happens is if you go to a certain instance at a certain time because of the lag problems that Blizzard has... You can dupe items by uh, a complicated series of trades amongst other people. You can dupe gold, items, uh, equipment, you name it. You know, people are finding, you know, nine and ten epics on their auction. Blizzard was silent about this for a week before somebody, one of the community managers on the European uh, servers came out and said, yes, uh, duping, it's a bad thing. We're looking into it. No, it has not officially happened. Nobody buys this. 
Nobody believes them. Every, I mean, there's screenshots all over the damn place. And yes, I. some people may have gone ahead and doctored, photoshopped them, made them look weird, you know, cut and paste, whatever. That is certainly possible. But not this many. There are way too many to, be, to believe that all these people are faking these, these videos and these screenshots. This duping is going on. It's not as bad as Diablo 2, but you know what? It's just getting started. And I understand the logic behind Blizzard coming out and saying, No, no, there's no... It's like the Iraqi you know, Minister of Information. There are no duping going on here. There's nothing going on. We do not see anyone. There's no duping going on. Please leave. Go away now. There's no duping here. Nobody is getting any gold. Nobody's getting any equipment. No. Finally, a couple days later, they saw they sit on the American servers. Once it kind of filtered over here, and again, nobody's buying it. Blizzard is saying it because they don't want everybody running off to this instance to run to do this thing, you know, to try and get duping. I'm sure they got their hands full with their 1.3 servers per game master in a 24-hour period, trying to track down people who are already duping. I will say this. If you don't hire some more employees, if you can find the employees to hire, suppose anybody wants to work for your company, I'm starting to think that Blizzard is a leper. And I've, you know, there's enough circumstantial evidence out there to say as much. If you don't take care of this now, if you don't nip it in the bud, if you don't drop the hammer on these people now, this is going to be at Diablo 2 in several months' time. You think I'm exaggerating? Maybe I am. Possibly. But the possibility that this could be, you know, Diablo 2 all over again is there. People making their own, may not be able to necessarily make their own items, but you know what? The duping of certain items will be there. In astronomical amounts of gold, you'll have the same two or three people. The gold farmers got to either be pulling their, head, their hair out of their heads or, you know, dancing in the streets of, of Beijing. I don't know which. Oh, we can get gold now. Let's go get gold. Oh. We don't have to farm anymore. We don't have to go to the instance. No. This has to be hammered and taken out now. And you know what? And that's not to say Blizzard isn't doing it. I'm sure right now they are. But they're horribly understaffed, and I'm sure this is becoming a very rampant problem now as it is spreading to people, saying, no, 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 no. I don't care what Blizzard says. Trust me, you can do it. You know, do this, do that. And, you know, they said they hotfixed it either a stealth fix or they actually hotfixed it where it doesn't work anymore. I have seen it myself. I have personally seen it done. I saw it two nights ago, and it worked. It was not a member of my clan. It was not really even somebody I knew. But I was there when they did it, and I saw it myself. And, of course, the question is, are you going to ask me, did I turn them in? And the answer is, yes, I did. I don't know if anything will come of it, but I wrote an email to hacks at blizzard.com afterwards and described the situation, described where we were, who it was, you know, their character name, their clan name, where the instance it happened, at what time it happened, and what item it is that they duped. Now, it could have been an elaborate trick. Maybe he just had two of the same one. I don't know. But you know what? If Blizzard actually follows up on what they claim they do, then we'll know for sure. I worry about that. 
There's nothing more damaging to an to a MMORPG than to have their credibility of the game itself damaged. Because you can never recover from that. What's the first thing you ask uh, when people talk about Diablo online? What's the first thing they'll talk about? Oh, I had, you know, the uber sort of, you know, Joseph or, you know, the great dagger of Joe Kickass or whatever the server, the item is that they created. Or I had this hacked character and I had that hacked character and etc. And maybe nowadays you look back and I was nostalgic saying, yeah, we all cheated. It was great. You know what? You weren't paying a monthly fee to play Diablo 2 so people could cheat. So people could dupe and create their own items and hack their characters. It's a different ballgame, folks. We're paying 15 bones unless you're Chinese and you're not paying a dime or very little. 15 bones a month. The last thing I want to find out is because Jimmy Jackass down the street or, or the next day over was playing on my server and now has you know eight warden staffs or you know, 20 legendary maces of Ragnaros's, you know, nostril or whatever it is. I don't want to sound, seem like I'm sounding the alarm or sounding the horn and, and, you know, calling for a crusade that this may be a problem and this may happen and look out that the sky is falling. I'm just saying that this is an issue that very quickly could, could spiral out of control. And Blizzard has enough on their plate right now mainly due to their own ineptitude, that now they have to stop everything. And you know what? That's another thing, folks. If they have to go into full investigation mode, and I really do have to drop the hammer on these people, and they have to investigate every single instance, because as soon as they fuck up, I hope they got somebody to suit the shit out of them for a lot of different issues. But they got to make damn sure they don't screw up. And that's going to put on hold on content. Ooh, I said the C word. That's going to put a hold on new stuff. That's going to put on a hold on bug fixes, on class... On class uh, 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 tweaking, which, let's be honest, is getting done once every four or five months as it is. We don't need any more delays helping, you know, carrying this along. I don't know, there's enough of you people out there saying, well, screw Blizzard, if I can get an extra 5,000 gold, and by God, I'm going to, they owe it to me. And you're right, to a degree, you know what, they probably do owe you stuff. For all the headaches, for all the inconveniences, for all the crap that we go through. But you know what? If you do that, then you're screwing the rest of us by doing it. And that doesn't, that doesn't help anything. Screwing the rest of the gaming community and the rest of the World of Warcraft community who suffers right along next to you. And this goes back to, and this ties into what I was saying before, where everybody's looking out for number one. You're more important, you're, you know, you're, you're looking out for yourself more than anybody else. The hell with everybody else It's an online world, what the hell do I care? Fine. Go for it. But if I find out that so-and-so's character is duping, I won't let them in one of my raid groups. I won't help their ass out if they're getting pounded by the Alliance. I won't buy their stuff. I'll turn their ass in, and I'll announce their name over here on the broadcast. In fact, I'll tell you what. If you know somebody who's duped, send me their name. Send me a little some proof. Send me their name, and if Blizzard won't announce it, then by God, I will. I have a big enough listenership. It'll eventually get around that so-and-so's an item duper. And I'm telling you right now, as a player of World of Warcraft, if you know somebody, then you turn their ass in with as much proof as you can get on them. Even if you suspect, turn them in. If nothing else, Blizzard will at least look at them. But Emperor, we turn in gold farmers all the time. Yeah, gold farmers aren't necessarily ruining the game as much as you think. As opposed to a guy who can do 5,000 gold or 10,000 gold, or in this case, an epic sword. In less than five minutes once a day. 
turn them in. Do us all a favor. That's how you get around it. That's how we fix it. That's how we as a community can actually step in and patrol and police our own. Or at least do the attempt. If we're turning people in and Blizzard doesn't ban them, then you know what? At least we did what we could. At least we tried. It's like posting a very long, intelligent post about how to fix things where it's logical, makes sense, has common sense. Kind of like my what I felt my uh, uh, answers were, my solutions to the dishonor system. And it not getting read and being ignored by Blizzard. Fine. But at least you know you tried. At least you know you did your part. And you can play with a good conscience. Conscience. That's me. I know I do it. I know some of the guys in my clan will do it. If they find some assholes doing it, we'll, we'll turn them in. If I had known then, in all to my line, what I know now, I wouldn't have taken that castle deed, and I would have taken the money. But it was the first MMORPG that I ever played. It was the first one out there. And it's, it was very hard to get going. That game is not easy to start. The learning curve is pretty drastic. It's not an easy game to play. But that's no excuse. I would, I would not have taken the castle. As cool as my castle was. And it stood for a long time. And I would not have taken the money. It wasn't like I didn't become rich later in the game anyways. But turn people in. Don't let them get away with it. Don't let them screw the rest of us. We get screwed enough by the company who makes the game as it is. Anyways, folks, that's that's what I had mainly on my topic. That's what I wanted to get to. Obviously, with you know interaction from the community, running the commercials and the music, we would have stretched this thing out to an hour and a half. It's gone 62 minutes. That's good enough for me. I'm, hopefully, that's good enough for you. Folks, my sincere apologies again. We'll try and get this going for next Sunday. And I'll tell you what. Keep in touch with the website, onegreborn.com and blizzlink.com. Keep checking back there because I'm going to try and see if I can't run some kind of special uh, later in the week, maybe during the week, on, like, say, Wednesday night. Luckily, I don't work Wednesday, so it'll be more of an ad-lib thing, more off-the-cuff, not necessarily about World of Warcraft, but gaming in general, the world in general. Uh, let, let's try and do an ad-lib. It's been a while since I did one. I'll give some funny anecdotes about work, funny anecdotes about my life, things I've read in the paper, you know, funny things about politics, things that piss me off, which, of course, as I'm sure as you've guessed, there are quite a few things. And obviously, we'll talk about gaming. So check about onegreborn.com. Definitely keep track of it. You know what? There's a lot of you out there who have not registered on the forums. I suggest you do so. Join the community. It's a big freaking community. It's bigger than most clans I know of. In fact, I don't know of any clan that has what we've got. We want to hear from you. Even if you don't play the exact same game with you do or with us, uh, even if you don't play on our server, maybe you quit World of Warcraft, maybe just listen to my... Maybe download this because you used to listen to me years ago back in the Warcraft 3 days. Or Starcraft. Whatever. Join the community, register in the forums, let's hear from you, chat it up, talk it up. There's a lot that goes on. There's, you know, if you've got a game that you want to suggest, maybe a group of you guys play, you want to, you know, get a community going, make, you know, we'll create a forum for it. we got one going for Rome Total War, we've got one going for Warcraft 3, we got one for World of Warcraft, you name it. Alright, uh, hang on, I'm getting an update. And now I read it. Ah, ha. All right, I've wow. I don't.
wants to make the sound like this anti command, like, just in the nick of time before the server goes off the air, we find out what the solution is. Dun, dun, dun. But I've been told what the solu- what the problem is, what we believe is the problem with the server. And because of what it is that we're working on for launch later this fall, which will I, I'm sure will shock and delight a lot of you, I cannot tell you. It is a need-to-know basis, and only myself and the uh, departments of the company know exactly what it is we're working on. So... Apparently, if this is in fact the case, then we should have it fixed probably later this evening, which of course doesn't do us any good for tonight. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, you'll have to check back the site for details, onejuraborn.com. I hope you enjoyed it. Let's hear it from you. Uh, chat it up, talk it up. I will see you in IRC. I will see you on the website. Again, onejuraborn.com and also our, sp- our sponsors at blizzlink.com. We are also taking applications for on-air talent. Send me an application. Send me a 20-minute demo. Either if you commentating a game, send me the replay if you can, or of a talk show idea you've got. It does not have to be World of Warcraft. This is a gaming, online gaming radio network. Anything in the world of gaming goes. Send it to me. Except no music shows. If you want to listen to music, tune into GamingFM.com. They're the best ones for video game music. We don't need any more of them. They already are the best at it. They've already got that down to a perfection. I'm not going to attempt to do what they do. So please, don't send me an application saying, I, I was an AFM DJ and I want to play music. No. Nobody wants to hear your music. Nobody gives a damn. On-air talent does not mean DJ. Spin your discs elsewhere, folks. This has been Emperor saying bad manners are better than no manners at all. So long, everybody.